You are listening to the Business Society Podcast with Melissa Houston, CPA, financial strategist for CEOs, and a Forbes.com columnist. The Business Society community is where business owners come together to learn about real business, common problems, and real solutions. Are you a successful business owner who is now ready to learn how to increase your profit margins so that you can keep more money in your pocket and build your personal net worth? You are in the right place. With over 20 years of experience working with business owners, I share with you real advice that will help you increase the profit in your business and build your net worth. I know you're a genius at what you do, regardless of what profession you're in, and I'm here to help you make sense of the money and other pressing business issues. Have a business problem? We'll find real business solutions. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Business Society Podcast. I am so grateful to be here with you today. Today, I'm going to be talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. And that is the growth of the female business owner or entrepreneur, whatever you want to title it as. Now, it's January. It's the end of January right now. And I feel as though I need to check in and let you know that I'm doing okay. It is cold up in Canada. There's lots of snow. It's freezing. I don't leave my house much. And I'm very, very much looking forward to my trip down south next month. It'll be so nice to get away from the snow and the sleet and the dreary days. And, you know, I know if you've been listening to me for a while, I do complain quite often about Canadian winters. Well, I kid you not, they are hard. So I am looking forward to this pandemic being over completely and we can resume to, you know, our better sense of normalcy. And hopefully my husband and I will start traveling down south for longer periods of time in the winter. That is definitely my goal for next year and the coming years is to get a much longer break from Canadian winters. They are tough. However, I digress. So we're talking about the female business owner today. Now, I'm always here to support all business owners, but being a female business owner myself, I do understand the importance of getting more women working as entrepreneurs and building the the life that they want for themselves. Even though women are breaking through glass ceilings like never before, the fact that only 2.3 of venture capital is going to women is a sad statistic. There is still a lot more work that needs to be done to achieve gender parity. So we're going to talk about, you know, how we can lift women up in the business world, how we can support them. Women can support each other. Men can support women and women-owned businesses, there's a lot that we can do. Statistics show that during the pandemic, more women started a business than, than men did. And it's an exciting statistic for women, although circumstances suggest that it was out of necessity rather than true interest. So many women were forced to leave their jobs due to a lack of flexibility around their schedules. Women as primary caregivers and often the lowest salary or income earner in the household, they left their jobs as a viable financial solution to the problems of childcare and, you know, other issues that the pandemic imposed on us. However, if you are a female founder, 
you are now in a position where you can control the amount of wealth that you want to earn in your life. So this is really good news because as business owners, I always tell business owners out there, you are in the unique position to build your financial security through your business. It will take an amount of hard work, determination, and resilience, but you have a good chance at achieving your financial wealth goals as a female entrepreneur. And I'm here to show you how. And if you're not a female founder and you're listening to this episode, there are still valuable pieces of advice that you can take away from today's episode. The points I'm addressing apply to absolutely everybody. Also, if you're not a female founder, I challenge you to think of the ways that you can support one because we do need more female founders. The female to male ratio for starting businesses, although women have started more businesses recently, men are still leading overall. So your biggest asset in wealth building is your business and you can decide how much or how little you want that business to contribute to your personal wealth. As a business owner, I encourage you to dream big. Wealth is as easily attainable for you as it is your male counterpart. All too often, women play small in business, capping out their annual revenues so as not to appear greedy or feeling like they can't be financially successful. I hear this all the time as a business coach. Women come to me and they're like, well, I only need to earn as much as I need to live off of. And I challenge that all the time because I ask, why? Why is it that you can't have more wealth to enjoy life with? There's nothing wrong. If you're working towards building your wealth and you've come by it honestly through hard work and dedication and, you know, maybe luck and, you know, windfalls, whatever, as long as it's legal, why the hell not? So I challenge, I mean, and it's not just for women, but women tend to have that mindset more so than men do. But I challenge all business owners. If you have financial dreams, why not chase them? I mean, the worst that can happen is you may not meet them, but chances are they're really good that if you're planning this out correctly and you are all in in your business, that you will achieve your financial goals. So I encourage you to dream big. So women are as entitled to wealth as anyone. And by being a business owner, you have put yourself in the unique position of generating that wealth through your business. But you need to be careful with your business. Money management matters in your business. So today we're going to outline a few steps that you can take to create a prosperous financial future as a business owner, because chances are your business will be your largest financial asset. Often you hear that your home is usually your biggest asset that you're going to invest in. But as business owners, you have the ability to create your business as a large financial asset. And if you are the sole proprietor of this business, then all that asset is for you, which is really, really good. So the first thing I challenge clients to do is to create a vision, create those financial goals. You can only be as big as your dreams. And when you are working towards your goals, it gives you direction for your business. So know what you want to achieve for personal finance and business finance goals. So for example, if you want to be mortgage-free in five years, if you want to buy a second home, if you want to buy a rental property, or if you want to create a not-for-profit charity, there's so many options that you can do. But knowing what your goals are will help you work towards them, right? Know what you want to achieve and get those dreams noted somewhere. 
So vision boards are a fantastic tool to remind you of why you're doing what you're doing. They help keep you focused and inspired. So knowing what you want is important. It is a first step to creating your vision. So the second step is checking with your mindset. I know we hear an awful lot about mindset, especially as entrepreneurs and business owners. You know, we are putting ourselves out there to make ourselves so vulnerable with our offers and, you know, really showing people why they should know, like, and trust you. Having a growth mindset in business is vital in allowing your business to grow. So people with growth mindsets tend to achieve more than those with fixed mindsets. And I always work with clients to talk to them about before we get started on anything, talk about where their mindset is and to see if there's anything that's really holding them back, right? So you could have issues that you're not even aware of. Maybe you feel guilty about selling or charging for what you're selling, or maybe you feel guilty about the price that you put your offers at, whether you're selling products or services, maybe you just don't feel good about the price. So people can pick up on your hesitation. And it's really important to feel 100% confident in what you're doing in order to take your business to that level that you want to be at. So check in with your mindset. If you have a fixed mindset, that's typically what a negative mindset is. And it could be like your relationship with money. It could be that, you know, maybe Money was always a stressful issue around your home when you were growing up and you carried that into your adult years because you don't know any better. You know, there's so many things that could be going on in your mindset and everybody has their own money stories. Money is an emotionally charged topic. There's no doubt about it. And quite often when I work with people, you know, there's money issues that come to the surface that they're not even aware of. And that's good. That's good because then once you see how your money mindset is holding you back, you can start working on that and squash those beliefs and change them into positive money mindset beliefs and, you know, really go after your dreams and your goals and achieve them. So another way you can create a prosperous financial future as a business owner is by taking the time to invest in financial literacy skills. So sadly, 82% of businesses fail due to financial mismanagement. To be the best CEO of your business, you need to understand your business numbers and how your decisions affect the profitability in your business. So profit is extremely important in your business. That is the reason why businesses exist is to make profit. So knowing how to manage your money to ensure that your business is profitable is essential. And understanding those financial literacy skills within your business, like you need to understand what a profit and loss statement is, what a balance sheet is, understanding equity, understanding there's so many things that you need to understand. And when you get that good financial foundation, it really helps you being the leader of your business. Another thing I want you to consider, and if this is the first time you're tuning into me, that's great. If not, then you will have heard this over and over again. And you cannot repeat a good thing too many times. So what I firmly believe in to help you create your prosperous financial future is create a financial plan for your business. When you create a financial plan for your business, you are putting your goals down on paper. This plan helps turn your goals into action items and it makes you accountable to the progress. 
So often business owners, when they come to me, they're overwhelmed, they're fearful. They're like, I have no idea how much I'm making and I'm scared to look because I'm scared what the numbers are going to tell me. And quite often we get good surprises where, you know, these businesses are still profitable. And unfortunately, it happens where, you know, once we figure out what's going on, we do see that the business is losing money. But the important thing is no matter where you are, that is okay. Because now you've acknowledged where you are and you're going to make an effort to fix things and grow your business. So another reason why you should invest in your knowledge to make your business a financially prosperous business is you want to make your business profitable. So you can bring in millions of dollars in sales, but that won't mean anything unless your business is making profit. You know, it sounds a little extreme that I would say, you know, millions of dollars in business. How could a business not be making money? But in my over 20 years of experience in accounting, I have seen several businesses that are operating at high levels of revenue and they're either just breaking even, scraping by, or they've gone bankrupt. So these things happen and you really need to be knowing how to manage your your money and your business to ensure that won't happen to you. Profit is essential to the survival of your business. So you want to make sure you're monitoring that profit month to month, year over year, and you're staying in the black. The black means that you're profitable. When you hear people say you're in the red, that means you are losing money. Another one, and this is the final tip I'm going to give you for today, but there's plenty more out there, but If you know, I like to keep my listicles brief, but I never want to see you give your financial power away. So if you have hired advisors to guide you and help you in your business, and you are relying on their guidance without understanding what it is that they're guiding you towards, then you are doing your business a disservice. This is a red flag. If you are agreeing to decisions that you do not understand, it is essentially like getting in a car and driving blindfolded. You would never do that, or I'm assuming you never would, because you get in a car, you're blindfolded, you start driving, you have no idea where you're going, and the inevitable will happen, you will crash into something. So you don't want to be doing this in your business. You cannot check out of your business on any level, especially not your finances. And I'm actually going to, the next solo episode is going to be about financial fraud and how you can prevent that from happening within your business and talking about internal controls. But you really need to be aware of what you're looking for to prevent this type of activity because white collar crime is rampant. I'm not suggesting that it's going to happen to you, but when you have the measures in place to secure your business, protect your business as an asset, and make sure that you've done everything you can to protect yourself and your business from financial fraud, then that's the best you can do. And chances are you will not be a victim of that. So you need to be mindful. You cannot check out of your business on any level, especially not your finances. Yet I often see CEOs, the first thing that they they confess is they don't want to know their numbers. It's too overwhelming or it's, it's intimidating. It's frustrating. They don't want the bad news, you know, all sorts of things. There's all sorts of emotions that are tied to that. And you have to separate the emotions and see it for what it is. And what it is, is your financial reports are telling you what's going on in your business. Business numbers don't lie. And they're probably the most honest 
not person because they're not people, but the most honest feedback that you'll get. So when you understand how to interpret that feedback, it will help you improve your business. Don't surround yourself with yes people also. Yes people are the worst because they're just going to tell you what they think you want to hear, not what's really good for your business. So be mindful of this. Be mindful that when you're in business and you're the CEO and founder of your business, that you are the person who makes final decisions on everything. So if you don't understand the money situation in your business, if you don't understand your numbers, when you are making these decisions, you are making them without the proper information. You need to make profitable business decisions that are going to help your business get ahead. So the bottom line is you as the CEO and founder of your business, you have the final say in all the business decisions. So yet again, if you don't understand your business decisions and how they're affecting your bottom line, you will have trouble increasing the profit in your business. When you know and understand your business numbers, it gives you an intimate and thorough understanding of your business and how the profit is generated. All good CEOs understand their business numbers and their finances. If you need help with that, you need to know that help is available. So I work with business owners in three ways. So you can either take a self-study course to learn how to manage your finances. In the self-study course that I sell, it is for business finances and personal finances. So I'm a firm believer in teaching entrepreneurs and business owners how to create wealth for their personal finances through their business. And in order to protect your personal finances, you need to go through that program as well. So the second way you can work on me is to sign up for one-on-one -on -one business coaching and support. So what I do is I work through and coach people through specific programs and they're designed for what you need and I'm helping you understand what's going on in your business. And then the third way you can work with me is hire me as a fractional CFO. This is for the very busy, usually mid-size business you know, you're typically making between 300 and a million dollars and more to hire a fractional CFO. And what that does is you get me as both your business coach and your financial advisor, because I never work as a fractional CFO without coaching my clients and helping them understand why they're making these decisions, because ultimately the final decision rests on the CEO's shoulders. So you need to make sure that you are making good financial decisions. So if you want to see if we're fit to work together, book a free 15-minute money breakthrough call with me. I will leave the link in the show notes and thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business Society Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with someone you think would love it. Until next time, I'm Melissa Houston. And never forget, nobody will ever care about your money as much as you do. So never give your financial power away.